You deserve goodness. It's a line that stopped me in my tracks as I was reading Jen Hatmaker's new book, Fierce, Free, and Full of Fire. She goes on to say, this ridiculous world is chock full of goodness. It's everywhere. It is yours. It was always meant for your pleasure and participation. No one else is more or less deserving of living this delicious life with gusto. What does goodness look like to you? Is it healthy relationships full of connection and joy? Exciting dreams where you put your hand to the plow and do what you were made for? Freedom to be who you are as you are? Liberation from a toxic place or person? Slowing down? Amping up? You are the person to claim it. No one is going to do this for you, especially if they are dependent on the status quo you help maintain. This is your work. Yours to say, I deserve this wonderful thing and I don't deserve this lesser thing. Goodness abounds. It just needs your compliance. Even if you've royally screwed up your life, your family, your career, even if you have only experienced harm and have no precedence for good things, even if you are the difficult person in the equation, even if you did the worst thing, the thing that you hate most, even if no one in your world believes it, even if everyone in your world believes it but you, there is always a path home to the goodness we were born for. So how do we get there, we might ask her. How do we find that path? John 10 verses 1 through 10 tells us that first we find a gate. I assure you that whoever doesn't enter into the sheep pen through the gate but climbs over the wall is a thief and an outlaw. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The guard at the gate opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Whenever he has gathered all of his sheep, he goes before them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger but will run away because they don't know the stranger's voice. Those who heard Jesus use this analogy didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus spoke again. I assure you that I am the gate of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and outlaws, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief enters only to steal kill and destroy. I came so that they could have life, indeed so that they could live life to the fullest. There is no one that is more on our team than Jesus. He says it right here at the end of the reading that he came for this particular reason, that we might have life and not just life but abundant life. But to see what this means, we need to look back a little bit in John's Gospel. 
to the story just before this, where Jesus heals a blind man. Now, this young man has been cast out of his family and his community. He sits by the road begging. And Jesus and his disciples come upon him, and the Pharisees question Jesus. And in a response to the Pharisees, Jesus instructs this young man to, um, well, first, Jesus puts, makes mud out of spit and dirt, pastes it over the man's eyes, and then sends him to go wash, saying that he will be healed and then come back uh, to the Pharisees, show them what has been done in his life. And so he does, and he can see again. And the Pharisees, they don't believe him. They say, who was this man who healed you? And he said, uh, I think his name was Jesus, and he's a prophet. And they said, no, this can't be. This can't, he can't be who you say he is, and you can't be who you say you are. So they call in the young man's parents, who had rejected him, and they were afraid. And they said, he's old enough to answer for himself. We don't, we don't have an answer for you. Yes, that's our son, but we don't have anything to do with this. And so this goes on and on until Jesus hears about it. And he comes back. He finds this blind man, well, no longer blind. He finds this young man and he says, who do you think I am? And he said, well, you are a prophet. And Jesus said, yes, I'm the one who healed you. I am the son of man. And then the young man followed Jesus. He became part of the group of disciples. So this young man listens to Jesus' voice even before he sees him and knows exactly who he is. He follows Jesus' instructions and he is healed. And that healing leads into deeper relationship and abundant life for this young man. Jesus has become the door for this young man into abundant life. And the door is another uh, way of translating this word that's used um, for gate in the original language. Through his healing, this young man is welcomed into a new family, a new flock. He is saved from isolation and marginalization. He is seen and recognized for who he is, a child of God, a member of God's own family, a sheep of Jesus' own flock. So, we see how these two pieces are connected now in John's Gospel. Jesus is this man's entrance into a new fold, an abundant pasture and eternal life, which he has never, ever known before. That these promises are addressed to a man blind from birth who for his entire life has experienced the opposite of that which Jesus describes suggests that this is a moment of rebirth, of new creation. The blind man is born again to experience a life that could not be more contrary to the one he has already lived. I'm thankful for Dr. Caroline Lewis and her words there about helping us see Jesus as the gate, not just for this young blind man, formerly blind man, but for us too. 
Because Jesus is our door and our gate into that same newness of life. Jesus sees and recognizes us all in our brokenness and pain and says, you deserve goodness. And then Jesus brings us into the fold, showing us the safety and security of life in this flock, the green pastures and the still waters that nourish body and soul. This new life changes us and gives us courage to proclaim that new life to others and inviting them into this flock, this family, this community of faith. To invite them through this same doorway to discover the abundance that has been promised. When we walk through the door, when we enter through the gate, we are also invited into seeing ourselves and others the same way that Jesus sees us, as beloved members of the same flock. Jesus knows our name. Jesus knows those names that we call ourselves. Jesus knows the names that others have called us, and Jesus says, those are not your true name. You are beloved. You belong to me. You are a sheep. Come in through the gate and I will lead you in paths of righteousness and mercy and goodness will follow you all the days of your life. Now this is not without its own hard work. We know this. There's no easy answer. It doesn't just happen because we say yes to a deeper relationship with Jesus. It doesn't just magically make everything all better, like Jesus has a magic wand or it's a magic portal. There are still difficult things that we need to do. Jen Hatmaker gives a list of possible ways that this goodness might be uncovered as we walk with Jesus. Perhaps it is drawing boundaries, speaking up, creating safety, or asking forgiveness, making amends, taking responsibility. Maybe it's prioritizing recovery, healing, soul care, taking care of our mental health. Or as simple as saying, I'm sorry, I hurt you, I want more for us. Or I hear you, I forgive you, I'm still here. Or maybe saying, I forgive you from afar, but I cannot engage again for my future. The blind man did this with his own family, right? They had rejected him. And he moves into a new family, a new flock that sees him as beloved. Or maybe it is taking those steps, drawing near to God the way that children do to their mothers, or coming back after being away. Naming big dreams, new goals, and hidden hopes. Closing the door gently on what is behind and throwing it open for what is ahead. All of this is possible when we listen to the voice of the one who calls us by our truest name, the one who knows everything about us and wants us to experience the fullness of life that comes from relationship together, 
the one who sees us and welcomes us as members of his flock. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.